Hey, good morning, everybody. It is uh, March 24th, Thursday, and uh, glad you're able to join us today. Uh, you know, last week I was uh, fortunate to have Natalie come and visit with her mama and, uh, and just had a great time uh, catching up with uh, the granddaughter and uh, just a couple pictures here from, uh, from some time spent with them. So, so glad, glad that, to be able to do that. And uh, hey, as we head into today, you know, the markets have been up, the markets have been down even this week. And the question is, which direction are they going today? And we'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Before he does, so let's just remember that uh, in the whole world, there's only a few things that we can control. We can't control what's happening over in Ukraine or Russia as much as we'd like to. And we can't control the economy or the markets or anything like that. But you can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. Give us a call and let's walk you through our core retirement design where we can help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. The number to call is 863-382-0037. Dave's coming up next. And the thing she said, can't either. Speaking of indecipherable stuff, let's figure out what's going on with your money this morning, show me. 105.7 Light FM, it's 20 before 9 here, 8.40, and as we do every morning, we double check and see what's going on with your IRA and your 401k on Wall Street. As usual, we're checking in on the phone with Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Good morning, sir. How are you this day? Good morning, man. Doing well. How about you? I'm not bad. Not bad. I'm starting out with some relatively, I say relatively good economic news this morning on at least one number. It's not raining quite yet in my neck of the woods, but we're going to get dumped on this afternoon. But I had the smarts to remember to bring an umbrella in with me. So, so, far, the day is working out. so far, the day is working out all right. One of those good news, bad news days. Let's start out with the bad news because it came out after we got off the air yesterday morning. Housing starts are not as pretty as we hoped they would be, I gather. No, they really aren't, Dave. Uh, They missed by somewhere around 35,000 new homes that they were expecting uh, to be built and uh, just didn't uh, just didn't quite get to that number. And uh, so but we'll see when we talk about earnings that it kind of all ties back probably to the supply chain issues. Yeah, dag nab that darn supply chain. Yeah, there's, we got one report that kind of confirms that notion. We'll cross our fingers. That's a data point just because they're having trouble getting things started. A government data dump this morning. It's one of those I got good news and I got bad news for you. On the good news side of the fence, first time unemployment claims, we only did 187,000 first time claims for unemployment this week. And that means that's the lowest unemployment count that we've had in terms of first time claims since, get this, 1969. Everybody that seems to want a job has one at this point. And that would normally be pretty good news if we didn't mix in all the other garbage we get out of the government all the time, right? Yeah, well, and that's true. And and the other part, the other thing that to me this really points out is the people that have a job are keeping it. And so mm-hmm. that's, you know, now, so there's less of, okay, I, I, I have a job, but I'm going to find something better. So uh, the better jobs or people are comfortable where they are. And so that's that, that's good. I mean, from that standpoint. And like you said, since 1969, I mean, that's, geez, that's a long time ago, Dave. 
That's just absolutely mind-boggling. The other implication of it, too, is that uh, companies that have employees, they ain't letting them go because replacing them it is an absolute son of a gun these days. Take it from, well, both of our companies are looking for people to help out. It just ain't easy these days. So you had both sides of the equation. Folks are finally settling in. They're hanging out of the jobs they've got. And the companies that have them, uh, they aren't shedding employees. They are not going to go looking for a replacement in today's job market because finding a replacement is kind of like pulling teeth. So both uh, sides of the equation. That's right. You know, I got a buddy of mine that's been looking, I mean, in the Northeast a lot. And uh, it's the same thing. He gives a job offer and, you know, that it was well within what they were wanting. And they come back and say, well, my boss offered me more. So I'm staying. Yep. So, yeah, that's just the indication. It's, it's hard to find good, good folks to work right now. And so <clears throat> it's one of those things that uh, is uh, it's kind of good and bad. Right. And so the Absolutely. other thing to look at, though, is the continuing claims. What did I, we come I can't up remember. I didn't see that yet. One point three five million. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just I, I just can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, they, they considered two million continuing claims. And uh, 250,000 a week first-time claims, that being the normal sifting and willowing. So you get down to the point where you're like 30 and 35% lower than the norm as far as continuing. And you're like half of what we expect in terms of uh, first-time claims. The employment sector in this country is just harder than a pistol. Wouldn't it be nice if businesses were buying stuff? Because then we get to the bad news side of the equation this morning. Durable goods orders. Uh, the stuff that lasts that companies amortize over time. February, they were expecting a six-tenths of a percent. Your people said a one percent drop in durable goods orders. Uh, both of our both of our folks were disappointed at this. 2.2% down on durable goods orders. I'm going to cross my fingers. That's a data point and nothing more. I, I hope so, too. But let's face it, I, I think that some of it could be um, it can't be supply chain because they place an order. Whether it gets there or not, that's another another question. But, no, that's, not uh, just that's, right. that's just orders. And so what that does tell us, though, is inflation is is starting to hamper businesses buying those big items because, hey, I can wait. You know, when inflation gets to that point and prices go up to that point, when businesses start to think, okay, do I really need this or can I wait? Mm -hmm. That's what that number is telling me right now. And I hope that it changes. But um, if we get another data point that's in the same direction, that I think inflation is what's driving that number. Your point's well taken. We need a couple of data points to come to that conclusion, but it indicates that the other side of that coin, too, looking at the price of the durable goods they're contemplating ordering, it also implies that the operating costs day-to-day in companies are going up because, you know, still, you're buying something and you're advertising it over five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is. It's still a number off of your expense statement, and if day-to-day operating expenses are going up as rapidly as the inflation rate is, you're and even put off the capital goods orders simply in order to conserve that balance sheet and income statement for your next report. That, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Like I said, they're going to start flipping coins to see if they really need it or not.
Absolutely. Do I need that new photocopier? Well, we'll keep the old beast going for a little bit longer. Uh, excluding transportation, it wasn't a lot better. I mean, transportation's a big driver in those durable goods. They expected a decline of a half a percent. We got six-tenths of a percent decline, so that wasn't good either. Other stuff going on in the world today, but I've got a tidbit that I mentioned when we first got on the phone together in the process. Uh, we've been talking about the Russian sovereign debt tried to pay it off because a lot of its debt is denominated in dollars. Now they're looking at the Russian companies that are still being carried on international exchanges. They operate just like ours do. They've got bonds and debts to pay, too, and they can't lay their hands on any dollars or any other foreign exchange. Uh, so now they're concerned about a whole bunch of Russian private enterprise falling. And uh, we're already looking at a stock market over in Moscow that's down 44% from year-to-date figures. A uh, few companies start uh, missing bond payments. I suspect that 44 will start looking like a good day, won't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. when you compare us to that, that's, uh, hey, that's, that's, we're, we're in good shape. Yeah, we can whine a little bit, but boy, I would not want to have any investments in the Moscow corridor right now. We've mentioned the uh, new home sale, new home starts going uh, downhill more than we expected yesterday, and uh, probably the confirmation on that is one of the reports you got this morning. The big publicly traded home builder KB Home has put their quarterly report out. Huh? They did, and it wasn't uh, again. It wasn't good. They they missed their quarterly earnings by nine cents a share. I mean, don't get me wrong; they still made a profit of a dollar forty-seven a share, but uh, they also missed on revenue forecast. Um, they you know say, hey, look, we're dealing with supply and labor issues. So you know, construction industry not only do you have to have the the supplies to build the house, you got to have the labor to do it, and both things are in short supply, um, and that's that's hampered their ability to really complete home construction costs. So uh, they are trading down today. A little better than what they were earlier, but still down 1.8% right now. That kind of smarts, especially when you look at somebody that's a player in yep. one of the primary industries that drives the economy like they are. Yep, I'm sorry. I actually looked at the wrong stock. It's down 2.8%, so it is down close to 3% right now. That kind of is El Stinko. Can we find any better news in the restaurant industry this morning? How would Darden do? Well, Darden's what I just quoted to you. Unfortunately, they, uh, they, uh, they missed as well. Uh, they came in at, the, I know, $1.93 a share. They were supposed to make $2.10 a share. Um, their revenue and same restaurant sales were below the forecasted amounts. Um, Darden said, really, here's the deal. In January, they were, they were significantly impacted by the Omicron variant of, of COVID-19. And so it, it not only hurt them from a guest perspective, people coming in to be served, but also staffing lesson, levels and costs. So it, it really hurt them across the board. And, uh, and they're trading down about one point, almost 1.9%. Did they happen to give you anything on guidance that you noticed on that? Because I'm kind of wondering, I look at restaurants, especially big chains like that. That's kind of the picture of discretionary spending. Is the inflation starting to whack them hard in the future now? You know, here's the only sentence I see in the in the in the little bit of the report I get, and it says the environmental that the environment subsequently is improving. <laughs> <laughs> what they do hire Greenspan to write their quarterly report or something? <laughs> uh, yeah. But right, okay, they're optimistic. In other words. Yeah, it sounds like it. it. Sounds like it's a little optimistic in there. All right. What else you got? 
All right, so the other one we have is one that's probably not a common name, but we talk about a lot here because you and I get a lot of information from these folks. It's called FactSet. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a financial information provider, reports, that kind of stuff. Uh, they had a good quarter. They, uh, they beat by almost 30 cents a share. Uh, revenue top forecast as well. And they came up with an upbeat forecast, which is always good. They're trading up about three quarters of a percent. Dave, this is not a cheap stock. Right now, it'd be like four dollars, four hundred and thirty dollars a share. Yeah. I, you know, I, I seem to remember them having an off quarter last quarter, so I'm kind of glad to see them back. I depend upon their numbers every morning when you and I That's talk. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, the last one I, the last Wait one up. I have. Uh, yeah, the last one I have for you is Steel Case, and they're the office furniture makers. Um, and they unfortunately had an unexpected loss for this last quarter. Um, the revenue did exceed expectations. They uh, obviously supply chain disruptions, inflationary pressure. It's the, as a, you know, I, I think it's the blah, blah, blah. The, uh, the same, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again. Uh, but they also came in and gave weaker than expected forecast. Um, so uh, they're getting hit. Uh, well, they've rebounded somewhat because earlier this morning they were down like five percent. Now they're down uh, about a half a percent. You know, you kind of think about it. That just kind of confirms one of the macro trends you and I have been talking about. That office staffing, in-office work, is not a trending upward proposition, and uh, more people working at home. I'd imagine office furniture and supplies probably is going to be a difficult category for a while, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. I hadn't really thought of that part of it, but you're right. It, it will be difficult. May very well. Resetting the table for the morning. It was a decidedly off day on Wall Street yesterday. The Dow was down by 1.29%, down 448 points. NASDAQ was off by 186, and the Standard & Poor's was off by 55. Looks like a big chunk of that was off of the uh, disappointment of the housing starts number at 10, but it was kind of an even decline through the day. 45 minutes before we open this morning, Philip, what are we looking at? Well, Dave, we do have a little bit of green ink on the index side of things. We got the Dow up a third of a percent, S&P 500 is up a half a percent, and the NASDAQ 100 is up, oh, a little over six-tenths of a percent. So good news on that front. Hey, if we look at the commodity side of everything, a little bit different. We got silver up, making a nice little move up one and a quarter percent to 2550 Gold is up a half a percent to $1,947 an ounce, and crude oil is sliding just a little bit, uh, down a little over a tenth of a percent to $114.78 a barrel. I think that's still a buck or two a barrel higher than it was yesterday morning at this time of memory serves. It, It is. You're absolutely right. I didn't want to remember that, but it did. Overseas markets mixed bag on the Asian rim overnight. The Hong Kong markets were up by a bit. Everybody else was off fractionally. Europe is off fractionally midway through their day. Everybody's down by like two-tenths of a percent or so. France is just on a yo-yo. They were up like 3% yesterday morning at this time. This morning, they're off by 1.2%. I don't really know what's causing all the volatility over there, but uh, they're just running a yo-yo over in Paris at the moment. Everybody else is just off fractionally. Keeping track of what's going on with one's retirement account is important, but watching it day by day will drive an average person crazy. I need stability, Philip. How do I find you to get some? You know, Dave, that's exactly why we developed our core retirement design to help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863 
382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning to polish off the week, hopefully with good news, same time here on Light. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you tomorrow. All right, man. You have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hey, if you like what we're doing, please like and share our page on Statler Financial and uh, and have your friends and family uh, check us out as we uh, continue to uh, develop and deliver uh, information that uh, hopefully will be useful for you. Hey, if we can help in any way, please don't hesitate. Give us a call here at the office, 863-382-0037, and let's walk through our core retirement design. Hey, with that, have a great day, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye now.